Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of What's Brewing here on B&G Productions Network, brought to you in partnership with FanDuel Sportsbook. Go to fanduel.com slash Boston to claim your welcome bonus. I am joined once again by Mike Sullivan, a colleague of mine here at B&G who also hosts Something's Brewing. Mike, welcome back. We had last week off. Andrew filled in uh, vehemently for you. But uh, great to have you back. How you been? We missed you. Awesome, man. Um, Yeah, last week was great. Um, I did miss the show. I wish I could have been on, but the time just didn't link up. But um, I'm excited to get up on here and talk some Bruins with everybody. You just need to be recommitted. You know, that's all it is. It's the level's not quite there. Kevin jumping in. What's up, fellas? Kevin, great to hear from you. Hope you're doing all right. Looking forward to uh, seeing where this new hockey season brings you only Bruins in the comments as well what up to you too uh Mike one thing that you have today that is an advantage over Andrew we actually had some news break today yes there was a signing goaltender yes. extended it was Brandon Bussy but still right. important and um you seem to have decided to some for some reason set off Twitter <laughs> in a blade dude i didn't think that that was gonna happen i mean i i don't think it's indicative per se that just because bussy is signed means Omar is gone but i think it opens the door for it to be a possibility even more of a possibility than it was before for sure we got mark jumping in the comments sorry i couldn't make it to join the live panel it's all good mark we've all had those days rest up but yo right back to you as well and uh, hopefully you've got some more comments for us throughout the show. Um, I, I did think it was funny, though, how uh, <laughs> it, you just somehow managed to, like, just an off-the-cuff remark. Sorry, my microphone has a mind of its own right now. Um, you know, just, I, I don't even remember exactly what it was that you said. Just hinting to buy Allmark and something like that. And uh, just Twitter, it was like you threw gas on a fire. Yeah. You know, in, the middle of the, in the middle of the woods up in Canada. I was, I was, I was at work and I just threw out this tweet, just, you know, just basically saying, Oh, bus, it could be bussy and Swayman next year. You never know. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's been rumors about Allmark being traded anyways, even before this happened. And I think we all knew this was going to happen anyways. It's not like Brandon Bussy was going to go anywhere. If, if, all- if you didn't know this wasn't, this was going to happen. Um, come out from underneath your rock. Right. Yeah. And I think we all knew it was a two way deal. The, the initial thing that I said on Twitter was that, the one way or I'm sorry, the one year two way deal had me thinking because you don't see too many one year deals be signed. Um, I think that's a little odd for a player in his position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of that three, three a, if you will, like he's, you know, he's, he's yeah. clearly looked at highly, but you sit there and you're like, but you, you no, you, you're the Providence starter. But at the same time, maybe you you aren't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, I get where your mind is at. I do. Um, to your point, Allmark's name has been thrown out there. Uh, the fact, what I'm not sure of is, why was he the one who was done first? Mm. That's my question. And Mark says, for a depth signing, yes, one year's happen all the time. They do. But if Bussy is a plan for the future, you would think they'd want to lock him up for two years, small bridge, see where this year and next year take him, 
and then try and sign him to the three-year bridge deal after that or you know something a little bit more NHL cash available at that time. But again, I, I'm not reading into the one-year part all that much. I just sit here and I go, does it mean anything for Swayman now that you have Bussy under contract, Omark under contract, and maybe Swayman's rights are what's on the block? Now, yes, as Mark said, salary cap has a lot to do with it. It has everything to do with it. Yes. It has everything to do with it. So I, I think what this does is it opens up. It guarantee opens up all your options with Swayman. Mm-hmm. A sign and trade, a bridge deal and trade, a bridge contract, uh, just trade his rights away. All of those options officially come on the table. So because even without Swayman, now you have someone there. Uh, Mike says we love Bussy, but he has no leverage. Easy deal. Yeah, well, cash wise, deal. But again, for me, the I don't want to say the hesitation. The part that I just look at and I go, that's interesting. Is why was Bussy the first person? Yeah, because like, to Mike's point, you knew it was going to be an easy deal. You knew it wasn't going to be much more than eight hundred and fifty grand on the high end because he didn't have any leverage. Why was he your first target? Right. Now you now. Who do you think has more value, Sway or Allmark, in this situation as it stands right now? Depends on the team that's trading for him, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they, they both have their merits. It, and I was this is one of the things that I was talking to Andrew about last week and a little bit last night on the, uh, adi- the first episode, which will be dropping uh, at some point tomorrow of our new show puck off here on yeah. B Productions, So keep an eye out for that one. Uh, so a little plug on that one. Um, let me ask you this, Mike, yeah. how valuable to you is the four is the Vesna winning goaltender at $2.5 million. Very valuable. Exactly. You're saying you're, you're saying your salary cap cut in half. I'm, I'm right. I'm saying if you yeah. are a team like an LA, for instance, mm-hmm. and you have all these goaltending options. If you're Boston, how do you become the most appealing option? You go, you can get the Vesna winner for two and a half. We'll retain two and a half because one, it's for two years. Yeah. Like it's not, we're not talking about the next eight years, the next six years, anything like that. It's for two years. The cap is supposed to go up again next year and it frees up two million right now. And you need the two million right now so is it a perfect solution no but if that means getting 2.5 off of your books you open the door and and it's going to open the door with a lot more teams also you mentioned la too you they have plenty of younger pieces who could help you in the future guys like alex turcott guys like quentin byfield maybe um so there's options there i threw this deal at andrew at andrew yesterday and i want to know your thoughts on it yeah Grizzlick with half retained, Allmark half retained for Quinton Byfield. I think you can get a little bit more than Byfield, and, and maybe a, a fourth round pick, some 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 sort of pick thrown in there as part of it as well. I think that's a, I think that's a favor or a deal more in favor, of, you know, for LA. I think with those two at fifty percent retained, I think you can get a little more. Could, do you think? Would you rather hey, have Byfield or Turcotte? 
Um, I don't know. I'd have to really look at it, but that just that kind of thing. I mean, those two mm-hmm. same deal, send it to Chicago for Shane Wright. You know what I mean? Like that, that kind of deal really makes giving up a top six center a little bit more appealing for a team that's more in win now mode. Again, just it, it helps you short term because it gets rid of the cash that you need to get rid of off the salary cap. Not all of it. I'd much rather get rid of all of the money, but at the same time, you know, we keep looking at this cap situation as we have to dump, you know, $10 million. No, you have to dump just enough to remain legally under the cap Yes. yes. for what the rest of your plan is. Now, that's where you have to go and look at the rest of your plan. Is the rest of your plan keeping Bertuzzi? Is it signing, you know, other defensemen? You know, are you going to make a run at OEL now that he's bought out? That's another huge debate point right there. Got a couple other comments coming in, though. Best says we have to look at the long term for the team, not short term goals. I want to put a pin in this and come back to this one. Yes. Yeah, please do, because we got to talk about that. We are going to come back to it, whether I can find the comment later or not. Actually, you know what? (laughs) I'm going to pin it right. I'm going to favorite it right there. Hopefully that keeps it in view. Uh, Let's see. I'm all for bringing Bussy up, but hopefully they don't rush him and screw up his development process. uh, A la Carter Hart. Mm -hmm. We've seen that before. Uh, he signed first because cap Swayman will be something that will happen when the cap fixes are figured out. Um, Brandon says, what would you want in return for LA? For instance, young centers. Yeah. Young centers. They have them. Yep. They have a ton of prospects. Jason, I feel like you shouldn't have to eat salary on all Mark five mil for top 10 goalie. Isn't bad, but it's, it's to increase his value a little bit. So you can get a little bit more. Yes. Like, it, it increases his value. It makes him more appealing to more teams. Yep. And, oh, by the way, he's not going to perform the same right. way. Right. right. So everybody's going to look at it and go, yeah, he was top 10 this year. He was the best goaltender this year. How much is he going to plummet? Now, you look at it and you go, if we get 80, 75% of that, we'll take it. But that still puts him in that 10 to 15 range in the league, which is fine. But I sure as hell would rather welcome that on my team for, you know, two and a half, three million than I would for five, mm-hmm. knowing that I only have two year window to win with him. It doesn't make sense to retain 50 percent for any of them. Uh, again, it depends on the rest of your moves. Right. I, I, I would I will die on that hill. It, it just all depends on the rest of your moves because of what we just said with Beth. You have to look at the long term, not the short term. Kevin yeah. says with the year Omar just had. And him being in his prime, you can do better than Byfield. Byfield's just an example, Kevin. I promise. I'm not married to going out and targeting Quentin Byfield, but he's a young, top six, talented centerman. Again, I also mentioned Shane Wright. Um, I'm sure there's another team, you know, I don't know. Call call Columbus. See if you can get Cole Sillinger. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But some young top six center, that's the point. Someone in the mold of Quentin Byfield. Uh, we're going to have 4.5 less to begin with, plus potential buyouts with Riley and Miller against the cap. We can't retain any more. See, that's where you're wrong. All right? The 4.5 goes against the cap, yes. But if you retain salary on a deal, if Allmark's 5 mil goes out, let's just say you only have the 4.5 to begin with. So now Allmark's entire, entire salary goes out, you're up to, five, uh, to um, 9.5. If half of his salary goes out, you still have seven million to work with. Yep. You've just increased. So no, you don't have to retain. 
but you can. It's an option. It's an it's always an option. I wouldn't worry about Bussy's development. Uh with the, what our goaltending coaches have been able to prove, I'm not overly worried about it either. Yeah. Uh I don't think he'll be a Carter Hart, but it, it's just something that you have to keep in your mind. Um I do think that Bussy is someone that um they want to get reps in as opposed to they want to rely heavily on him at the NHL level. Mm-hmm. And so if they do move on from Alinas Allmark or, you know, or Swayman, they're going to bring in someone who's on a lower end contract and they're going to go with a, a little bit of a cycle. Yeah. Now, Chris, Chris, I want to ask you this about OEL, right? Oliver Ekman Larson. Yeah. So, there's been rumblings, some legit rumblings that he's met with two teams so far. He's met with Boston and he's met with Tampa. And it's rumored that it's a one year by 1 million deal. That's something that I know you would be on board with. I would. You would. Yeah. And here's why Tampa doesn't get him. Yes. Boom. It there worked you go. out pretty damn good when they got him, for, when they got Ryan McDonough on it. Yep. So, one, other teams don't get him. And two, it's only a million bucks. It helps you on the left side. If he ends up being your two and a half LD, I'll take it. For a million bucks, I'll take it. Because I do think on a better team, he has an opportunity to increase what his game is. Well, and that's what you spent on Strawman this year. So if you're spending that on on Ekman Larson, you have a much higher ceiling there than you do with Strawman, I think. I'd rather – is he over 35? Uh, Ekman Larson? Or yeah. Strawman. Ekman Larson. I know Strawman is. I don't believe he is. I'll tell you in just a second. Let me um, know. Let me read this comment here. Uh, yeah. Movie News Cover says, Riley is also going to cost us more next season against the cap. Through a buyout, we can't afford to retain any more. He actually goes down. His cost will go down for this year and next year if you buy out Riley. Go ahead. Chris, Ekman Larson is only 31. He's only 31. Holy he's only 31. So he's not even out of his prime yet. I mean, he's, he's I would, right I there. I would do that too. I would do the one for one um, because that's also one that, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, if he comes into camp and you have to, you can throw him on waivers. Another team is going to look at him and go for a million bucks. We can take him. He won't, he won't clear waivers. So that's, you know, unless he comes out and he's complete trash and he just looks like a road coat. And and like you said, you get that on your left side anyway. Right, right. And like you said, too, you can't let Tampa get him. So if it's just between those two teams, you might as well take a flyer on the guy. Unrelated, but are we anticipating a new sweater next season? Uh, For the 100th season, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm not setting the bar high on that right now. Uh, Let's see. Allmark could fall flat in 2024 after a stellar year. I don't think so. Um, I, I don't see him hitting a valley in performance. But I don't think it's going to be the same. I do want to. I do want to say this real quick. So, um, so Brett Howard from the Only Bruins podcast sent me this uh, interview that Allmark had today, or a couple days ago. It was on. Um, let's see here. It was on some Leafs podcast, which was which was weird. But he was saying basically how he doesn't. His body language is off. It, he was talking like he wasn't going to be able to live up to the expectations that he set from this past season. So it's almost like in his mind, he's already ready to take a step down. And this is all in the interview too. I want to give the podcast some credit. It was, um, 
Leafs morning Leafs morning take June nineteenth podcast. I'll have to give it a listen. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll send it to I, you right now. I without listening to it though, my my pushback, my questioning of it is without hearing his words, could he really just be sitting here going, listen? I had a sub two goals against average, a nine four save percentage. That's damn near impossible. I'm not going to be able to do that again. I'm going to have lower numbers, but doesn't mean I'm going to suck. Right. I'm not going to be historic again. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fair what he's saying, but it's just like, it That's just I seems... hear the tone. I want to hear the tone. Yeah. 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 You know, for for me, just reading it, I sit there and I go, I get where you're coming from, but the tone, all tones matter. Tone says uh, a lot. Uh, Mark says buying out Riley gives the Bruins two point six million in cap space. We're gonna come back to Mike Riley as well. Um, who would you rather have at six point five, Tyler Bertuzzi or Jake DeBrusque? Can't have Tyler, both. Tyler Bertuzzi. Sorry, JD. I would rather have Bert. I'd rather have Bertuzzi. Um, and that would mean I would put DeBrusque on the block of the two of them. I would, I would, and I know that he has a hell of a contract this year. You know, the guy was on pace for thirty goals, and for four million bucks, that's a that's a fucking steal. I get it. I'm I'm not sitting here going, oh, let me gift you Jake DeBrusque for a sixth round draft pick and just dump him. No, you can get something for him because of his value. I'm not sitting here saying give him away to the first person who goes, aha, I have a player for you, but shop him for, for sure. You're not doing your job if you're not. Right. It says, what are your three biggest takeaways from watching the Stanley Cup playoffs this season outside of the Bruins? That is a good question. Yeah. Three biggest takeaways. One, okay, one takeaway that I can think of just off the top of my head is that you see teams like Vegas, you see teams like Florida, their depth, you know, all four lines is deep, but they always have one or two guys who don't play a strict skill game. They're hard-nosed, go to the net, get greasy goals, hit, you know, hit people, play the body, grind in the corners, and just play mean hockey. And, and regular season hockey to playoff hockey is different. Playoff hockey, I think there's there's – a huge place for a role like that. And I'm not talking AJ Greer. Like I'm talking guys who can also be a little bit productive guys like Sam Bennett. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to go off on all three large takeaways. Cause yeah. I mean, there's a lot that you can take away every year, but I think the biggest thing that people need to realize is obviously that the number one thing that winning the cup comes down to is health. Yeah. You can have the, you can have, a, a a team that's not deep at like Florida's depth didn't really matter all that much until game five when Kachuk was out again. Yeah. Like yes. it mattered a little bit, but they weren't using, they weren't using their sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth defenseman like we've done in the past or ninth, 10th, 11th and 12th, you know, and we're calling Charlie McAvoy up out of college going, please help. <laughs> you know, they weren't doing that. Yeah. Vegas was healthy. They were healthy and, and yeah, we were healthy up until going into the playoffs when Krejci got hurt. Lindholm's broken foot reared its ugly head again. Bergeron. Bergeron got the dislocated disc. Like, yeah, I get it. Shit happens. And 
that's the stuff that you trust your coaching staff to prevent and your trading staff. Uh, Kevin says, I'm trading Allmark for a first-round pick in this draft. That's what I'm doing. Very deep center draft. Problem is, I don't think you're going to get a first for him, Kevin. The mm-hmm. goaltending pool is just way too fucking deep when it comes to who's available via trade and who's available via free agency. There's just too much movement where Allmark is just not going to go for a first-round pick. Yeah. May- maybe 31st overall, but, you know, it's you're like- – Sub 28th overall, I'll put it that way. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be top 15, I don't think. Unless some team out there is just crazy and they'll go for it. And and to Kevin's point, I'd be on board with OEL for one year. One mil frees you up to trade for board or Ian Riley. Uh, that was to OEL. Yeah. Abby, always What's up, welcome, Abby? Whether you're late or not. Let's see. OEL could be another Lindholm situation. Put him on a good team and he could find his game again. Ryan McDonough is the perfect comp for this. Yeah, I was trying to think one, and I couldn't beat McDonough. That was That's perfect. It's the perfect comp for this. Now, it may not work. I want to be clear about that. It may not work. Right. But a million bucks is worth the risk. Yeah. Risk versus reward. Uh, ideally, though, they would they need to try and trade the worst players first because we need to have a good team. Yeah, I, I mean, ideally, yeah, you trade your bad players and get good players in return, but... Um, there's another team on the other side of those trades and they're going to say, fuck off. Right. Right. Also, you have to think too, those other teams you're trying to trade with understand what kind of situation you're in right now. And they're going to exploit that. Exactly. Now, Kevin says between Bert and DeBrusque, he's keeping DeBrusque. Interesting. Kevin, I'm behind a little bit on some comments, but if you can elaborate on that, I'd love to get your reasoning behind it. I think I know where he's going with it. Um, and, and I'm not, and it, it's not as easy as I made it sound, uh, but at 6.5 based off of what I've seen so far, I'm leaning towards Bertuzzi. I could be talked into DeBrusque. I'm not going to lie about that. I could be talked into him. Mm-hmm. Uh, best said, glad seeing the Panthers lose. Um, I actually think they should trade DeBrusque for a center in his prime. Yeah, but, um, but what center though? Uh, we'll come back to that. Ty Anderson believes Allmark is fifth or sixth on the Bruins salary relief list. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I heard that quote too. Um, that doesn't mean he's not the one who's going to get dealt. Just because he's fifth or sixth on the list of guys that you want to trade doesn't mean he's first or doesn't mean he's fifth or sixth on the list of guys that are called about. Right, right. Um, Kevin says young explosive with his speed and can be a 40 goal guy. If he continues his progress, how he has sure. But you've also seen the inconsistency and and there's inconsistency with Bertuzzi too. But um, if if we're going to reference things that Ty Anderson says, then we might as well reference where he mentions you've got David Posternock locked up for 11 mil for the next eight years. You need to maximize what he can do. Bertuzzi allows you to do that. Yep, exactly. That's why you need to prioritize Bert, in my opinion. Even Because even if Bertuzzi goes on cold streaks with scoring, I mean, he's always going to feed Pasta. And Pasta's always that option for Bert. So. Now, is it ideal? No, because there's not much defense played on that line. But right, right. it's a different <laughs> issue. Um, Abby's just seeing the Leafs winning the cup, getting out of the first round. Um, size matters, especially on D. Mm. There, there, there's some jokes there. <laughs> that had to be on purpose. <laughs> oh, for sure. 
Uh, a healthy playoff team will go far, unlike a beat-up team. That's that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Uh, Lindum never lost his game, though. He was damn good for Anaheim. Um, yeah, he he was dragged back a little bit by Zegris when he first mm-hmm. – or was it Zegris? No. Um, uh, who's Zegris is the winger. Is it yeah, are you, yeah, are you thinking about not um, – you're not thinking about one of his defensive pairings, right? Yeah, one of his defensive pairings, the, the other kid in Anaheim. Not um, the, oh, Dr- Drysdale? Drysdale, thank you. You're he, welcome. he was drawn back by Drysdale, um, which Carlos already played with a rookie. McAvoy's already played with a rookie. And and uh, OEL's not a rookie. Right, so, right. like, it, there, and I'm not saying I want OEL with, with McAvoy. But then again, if you're going to trade Grizzly, OEL is a puck mover. Mm-hmm. So he's a, he's a big guy too. If I'm if I'm correct, right? I uh, I think so. I'll I'll try and pull it up here. Uh, I'm still trying to get caught up on all the comments. I love the fact that <laughs> they just keep coming in. Um, let me pull it up here. We are looking at oh, he he's six two two hundred pounds. Yeah, he's he's a big body back there, yeah, and he's yeah. still playing top top four minutes, twenty minutes a night. So I'm I'm not against it. Let's see. I think you mean Kevin Shattenkirk for what? Chris, you're kind of talking me into OEL right now. I wasn't a big fan of it until honestly this podcast. It's sounding better and better the more we talk about it. I, think of it this way: if, if you look at OEL, so his last season in Arizona, or well, sorry, second to last season in Arizona, he played 66 games. This was the 1920 season. 66 games, he put up 20, uh, 30 points, 21 assists. He was a minus three, and he averaged 23 minutes of ice time per game. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, first and foremost, we have to look at that Arizona team. He was the captain of that team. All right. That was a Rick Tockett coach team. They were 33, 29, and eight. They finished fifth in the Pacific. All right. Now, he was eighth on the team in scoring with 30 points. Yep. Your top scorer was Nick Schmaltz with 45 points, followed by Clayton Keller at 44. They were not an offensive juggernaut by any stretch. No. no, All right? And their goaltenders were Auntie Ranta and Darcy Kemper. Sound familiar? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly my point. So he wasn't exactly rocking and rolling with the best of the best over there in Arizona. And then the following year was 2020-2021. Played in 46 games. That was the year of COVID. Everything went to, to shit. So it... If you want to throw an asterisk on the Tampa Bay Lightning winning that year, then you have to just throw out everyone's stats that year. Right. But even still, 24 points in 46 games, not terrible. Not bad. And then his first year in Vancouver, 29 points in 79 games. Now, everyone wants to look at that and go, well, see, he sucks. That was also the year of Bruce Boudreaux going to shit. Right. <laughs> All right. Everything's – no, that was, the, that was the, 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 the year where they turned it around. Like he came in, he turned it around, and then the yeah. following year, uh, twenty this year coming into this year was the debacle of getting rid of Bruce Boudreau, dead man walking. Yeah. So his time in Vancouver hasn't exactly been glorious either. Right. It's been yeah. rocky. You can't. There's right. no stability. Right now he comes to a team like Boston, where you know Bergeron's been the captain, the co-captain, if you will, for over a decade. You know, like because that's really what he's been. Call it what right. it is. You know, right. you're going to have stability in McAvoy or Carlo or Lindholm or, you know, like you're going to know where you're at and you're going to be contending. I mean, this is a guy who finished 11th in the Norris back in 1819. 
finished ninth. He's got Norris votes in five of his 13 years of, of playing. Also, also coming into Boston under Montgomery, which he runs a system that, you know, the offense sometimes runs through the defense. So he's coming into a system that favors his style of play as well. You know, instead of maybe other teams where it was more offensively focused on the top six forward group or whatever, the we've seen guys like Clifton, we saw Grizzlick, we saw McAvoy, Lindholm, all these guys have great years back on, on the back end. OEL could step into this and it could be a system that works for him and his game too. I would rather, let me be clear, I would rather they bring him in on a PTO. Okay, fair. I would prefer a PTO. But if, if if he's given a contract offer of one by one from us and from Tampa, and he would rather play for us, I'd, I'd rather just match it and call it a day. Because I think there's a little bit more in the sponge if you just keep bringing him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason says, do you think Lauco has done enough to earn a permanent spot next season? Yes. I want to see Lauco, Coyle, Frederick. Oh, give me that line. Give me that line. Uh Jason says I'd go to Brusque too. Bertuzzi can never stay healthy. That's, That's why I'm not sure that he's going to get as much money as people think. It's because of That's his injury fair. history. Yeah. And I think he'll take term over cash because of his own injury history. Abby says to Kevin's point about the Brusque, if he doesn't, if he doesn't have Bergeron, I don't see him doing that. Maybe oh, the 40 goals. Yeah. The 40 goals. Um, Very likely, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, depends, on, depends on who replaces Bergeron at some point, exactly. though, I guess. Uh, let's see. You think now Lauco gets a permanent spot on the roster next year? Yes. Yep. Uh, so who's our right wings? If you trade out DeBrusque for Burt, if you want to swap Hall for Burt, I'm for that. Um, so on the right side, obviously, you still have Pasternak. Right. You can move McLaughlin over there. You still have Oscar Steen over there. You still have Lysel who plays on the right side. You're doing this for one year window for Lysel to continue to develop. So if you are looking long term, your long term answer is Pasta, Lysel, Steen, McLaughlin, or someone else fill them in. Yes. Yeah. It's a good point though, because Sorry, our right our... I, I didn't even think about Frederick on the right. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Right now it would be Pasta, probably uh, Pasta, Frederick, um, uh, McLaughlin, and Steen would be yeah. depth this year without DeBrusque. Now it hurts your depth. I'm, I'm, I'm not against. I'm not arguing that, but it, it depends on what other moves you make. Yeah, I mean the the right side depth isn't as you know, it's not as deep as we think. Uh, organizationally, I think it is. Yeah, but do you want McLaughlin up there in like the second or third line role? I well, it depends on how everything else falls out. Um, we we got comments flying in though. Jeremy mentioning yeah. Jamie Jaisdale, Pasta, then who? Very thin on the right side. We will come back to that. Thinking about bringing OEL in at one mil. Why not keep all the Swedes you can? All Mark Steen, Lindholm, Lysel. There's a trend here, fellas. I mean, we can also talk about the trend with the checks. I was going to say Swedes and Czechs. That's the Bruins. <laughs> Dom Tiano. Sweeney better make moves like Shakira. <laughs> uh, I think Bertuzzi showed he could fit well in the Bruins organization. Bertuzzi also brings the grit game 
that so many people want to see. Yep. He does it effectively. That's part of what leads to the injuries. So it, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, give me Luch or give me death. I'll no. give you death. Yeah, death, kill me. <laughs> um, keep saying Ryan McDonough, but it was Kevin Shattenkirk there on a short deal. No, Ryan McDonough was bought out by the New York Rangers and signed with the Tampa Bay Lightning, went on to win a cup, and then was traded to Nashville. It yes. was Ryan McDonough. Now, actually, Chris, I have a question for you. So kind of similar situations, right? OEL and Kevin Shattenkirk, if you could pick one of them oh, to play. Ryan McDonough. Kevin Shattenkirk is out in Anaheim. No, 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 I know that. I know that. I know that. No, I'm, I'm saying... just letting Jeremy know. <laughs> oh, okay. So between OEL and Kevin Shattenkirk, if you could have one of them, would you go OEL or Shattenkirk? Shattenkirk helps solidify your right side. Okay. OEL helps solidify your left. Shattenkirk is also... Da, 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 da. I think he's 6'2". He's about the same size. He's... He's six foot two twelve, and he is thirty four. Kevin Shattenkirk has also been in a bad position out in Anaheim as well, right? And I mean, did Kevin Shattenkirk and uh, Hampus Lindholm on a pairing? That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say that. Took the words right out of my mouth. I I I hate to say it this way, but if you get Shattenkirk, then what you you could be looking at on the back end, McAvoy's Borrell. Shattenkirk and Lindholm, Carlo and Riley get reunited. I'm not a huge fan of it. No, that sounds so gross. Why? Up until I said Carlo and Riley, what was wrong with it? I don't I don't like Zaborl on that first pair. I don't like Zaborl and McAvoy playing up. I he don't was, like he was playing outstanding before the knee injury. I want to <laughs> see what it looks like. It's before potential. the knee injury. It, there's potential for sure, but I, think I played 10 games last year. You didn't exactly give him a chance to shine out of the, you know, shine out of his ass on that one. Fair. But okay. For that reasoning, that's why I would sign with OEL instead of Shattenkirk. I think it gives you more stability through all three lines. Borrell, when he started getting playing time towards the end of the season on a consistent basis, he was fine. Mm -hmm. So it's still there. It's there's definitely there. Something there. Yeah. Is it top four? I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. I would be wary. Just me personally, I would be wary. Let's see. Your guy's opinion on taking a flyer on Yamamoto if he gets bought out from the Oilers for third line. I mean, if you're moving on from DeBrusque, yeah. Yes. Minimal deal, PTO. I mean, other guy, other teams are going to be after him too because everybody looks at a guy like Yamamoto and go, we can fix him. Yeah. So it all depends on cost. Uh, who do you think are the likely two likeliest to get traded? I'm guessing it's Grizzly and Hall. We will put a pin in that one as well. Great <laughs> questions coming in. OEL or bottom pair that consists of 2.1 mil. I wouldn't put them together. That's the big thing is I wouldn't put them together. Mm. I, I, you don't want to put your two weakest defensemen on a pairing together. That's dumb. Especially if Zboril is going to be playing his offside in that situation. Uh, everyone thought the system would benefit Mike Riley, too. How did that turn out? So I'm going to come back to that one in a second, Dom. Uh, Mark says, Hall, Coyle, Frederick. I'm not against that one. Don't mind it. That was a, good, that was a hell of a line before, too. So uh, Lauco, Greer, Beecher, McLaughlin. I like Lauco over Greer. Ooh, I like that. I like that fourth line. 
I do not like Zaka on the right. I didn't say Zaka on the right. I don't know where you're getting that one, only Bruins. I didn't I didn't say that one. We will not have depth this year. All depends on all the other moves, uh, in, in your opinion. Uh, on the right side depth, this is where you find your Connor Sherry, Manta-type cheap guys for one year. We are not going to be an embarrassment of riches again. No, we will not. Nope. Let's see. Uh, good. Well, shit, good to hear from you two. <laughs> Um. Yes, it was Jeremy. I think he's still arguing with me on the Shattenkirk thing. Anyway, <laughs> he's not coming. Him. He's not coming. I am. I'm with you on that one, Mark. That's why I said I'll give him death. Uh, why not both? For the right price, I, I guess not. Um, Zboro has earned a shot at the top. Um, um he's earned a shot to fight for the top pairing. I'll give you that one. Let's see. McDonough and JT Miller got traded to the Lightning. Shattenkirk signed with the Rangers and then got bought out. Uh, let's see. No. Sorry if it was discussed before I got in, but if we trade a goalie, would you rather see us trade Swayman, Olmark, and why? I mean, we haven't, really, de- we haven't really debated the two of them, though. Hold on. Uh, I'm ten. I'm a hundred thousand percent not serious when I make Luigi's comments. So, Mark, there you go. Um, let's see. No on Yamamoto and start considering our you developing you. Stop cock blocking the next one. <laughs> that's a, that's a very good point. Yeah. Um, how about pull your YRV on a cheap deal? I'm I'm a no. You think Swayman would sign a one year cheap deal to help the Bruins a little bit? No. No. You don't think so? No. He has no reason. Maybe, maybe two or three. Like a little bridge deal type of thing. No. You don't think so? No. If you have a chance, go watch last month's World Champions. Boro was great. Okay. That, that's, yes. He's played much better as of late. The knee injury, obviously a huge setback for him. Obviously. But I still think there's something there. Yeah, that hurt. Because he was he really found his groove. And then he, he got that injury. <laughs> So crazy that by training camp, none of this will matter and we'll all be wrong. We'll be with them all the way, though. We'll be wrong all the way. That's fine. <laughs> um, but that's the point of why we do this, just to have some fun. Um, let's see. I want to see if I can go back to the favorited comment here. Um, let's see. We have to look at the long term for the team, not the short term. We wanted to come back to that one and this one. Who do you think are the two likeliest to get traded? He's in on Grizzlick and Hall. I would stick with Grizzlick. I wouldn't say Hall. I would honestly say Allmark and Grizzlick are probably the number one and number two people most likely to be traded. I'm sorry. Say that again. I was just reading, zipping through these real quick. I would say... I, no, I would say not Hall. I would say Grizz and Allmark are probably the top two that are most likely to be gone. I, it's tough. I, I, when I was thinking about it, I actually think DeBrusque is higher on the list than people think. Really? Yeah. Because you I mean, a mammoth return for him right now. You can, so Just because of it, his deal, he just had a good season. I say we let up the baby Bruins who have shown potential. If they're good, we're good. If they're not, we sell at the deadline and have pieces to make it somewhat short rebuild. Might be dramatic, but I'm ready for a little reset. That's what we're doing. 
Um, <laughs> yes. Sorry, Kevin. You have been traded by Dominic Tiano for Mark Savard. Somehow. <laughs> I think Kevin would take that as a team player. Uh, what do you think about Shen for third right D? I was in on him this year. Yeah, we were both saying that. I wouldn't mind that. I was in on him. Um, let me put it this way. Uh, there's there's a lot that I'm not against, depending on the price. Yeah. That's what it all comes down to me, is what's it going to cost you? Uh, let's see. Can Forbort even be traded for a mid-round pick, or would we have to attach a pick? I think Forbort's another one where you're looking at retaining some money. Yeah, you could be. How many years does he have left on his deal? This is it. This is it? Yeah, last year. Yeah, so, retain retain at, some salary on that. Mil, you can make them a lot more appealing for th- one and a half. Yep. You know, and a team like Nashville may be interested in a guy like him for a million and a half. Mm. You might get a late or, you know, a mid-round pick, but, you know, it would uh, it would be something, you know, give you a pick back in the draft. So, um, there, there's a lot to look at, though. And Bussy's just the first piece. Uh, let's see. Mark says, I would trade Allmark and Grizzly, buy out Riley and Floorboard. That seems to be the consensus of what all the fans would do. So why hasn't it been done yet? Yeah. Why haven't Riley and Floorboard been bought out yet? Do you think Do you think Sweeney's exploring maybe some last-ditch efforts just to try to get something for those two? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, Abby says, very off topic about the awards. I saw some writers say, oh, Mark isn't a lock-in for the Vesna. What do you think? I personally think he is a lock. Mike, I'm going to let you take this one. I got a, a thing going off real quick. I will be right back, okay? Yeah. Um, I mean, how is he not a lock? I don't know who else you would go with right now for your for a Vesna pick. I mean, outside of Linus Allmark, Linus Allmark literally had a historic season. He was number one in almost every single goalie statistic that that was out there. Um, if it's not his, I don't know who's who else's it could be. Um, I'm gonna take a look at some goalie leaders right now, just to get some stats out there. But I mean, UC Saros, 64 games played. He had a hell of a workload this season. He had a 9.19 save percentage, 33 wins, 23 losses. Not, I mean, it's good numbers, but not Vesna caliber. You had a 269 goals against. Again, Allmark was way better than that. Um, Connor Hellebuck, again, he kind of struggled towards the end of the season. 64 games started for him as well. 920 save percentage, 251 goals, or 249 goals against average. It's it's hard. I mean, Linus Allmark was a sub two goals against he was at 1.89 he had a 938 save percentage granted he did start 49 games so it's a lot less of a workload so if you're considering the workload to guys like i don't know ottinger georgiev hellebuck saros who all played over 60 games same with sorokin same with bennington although bennington's nowhere near the vesna trophy he had a sub 900 save percentage and uh, uh, goals against above 3.3 and nobody likes Bennington anyways so he's not even in the conversation but in terms of the workload guys who played over 60 games as a goalie Vasilevsky, Bennington, Sorokin, Ottinger, Georgiev, Hellebuck and Saros of those guys I just named the people who could I guess realistically take a run for the Vesna 
probably Saros, probably Hellebuck, and maybe Ottinger, but nobody even comes close to Allmark's numbers this regular season. I'm back. Downfall hey. alive. Hey, <laughs> you got to take care of it. So, uh, what did I miss? Fill me in real quick. I heard I mean, he's not even a finalist, right? Exactly. Like, I was just going through the numbers like Saros, Hellebuck, Georgiev basically, these guys who put in a workload over 60 games, right? Because Allmark only started 49, but none of these guys even come close to what Allmark put up, no, you know, in production. So, I don't see how it's not Allmark. No, there was a big national push for Ilya Sorokin at the end of the season. Right. And, and I think that's where people are trying to say, oh, he's not a lock. The numbers, he's a, he's a lock. He's a lock. If he doesn't win it, it'll be the biggest Vesna upset in a long time. Because you also have to remember the, the NHL awards are regular season trophies. They're not playoffs. It that's ends at the regular season. It's supposed to be yes. a regular season award, and I think his performance in the playoffs is going to sway the vote. The vote was already placed. Right. It can't sway the vote. It was already vo- it was already voted on. Uh, Abby said, uh, "Abby, there is no such thing as a lock because you're asking the media to vote." Remember Ray Bork. <laughs> that, that's true. He's he's got a point, but still, um, they might be trying to attach Riley or Forbort in a, in a that in a debrusque trade. Ugh. But yes, um, maybe. But yeah. Mark says, if nobody wanted Riley in trades in the past, I highly doubt anyone is interested now. Now. Yeah. This was a, a this. Let me walk you through why, because I think Riley actually, if he does not get bought out between now and the end of the window, okay. Uh, let's see, we got a question: Who decides the Vesnas anyway? The GMs. That's a writer's vote. Yep. That's a writer's vote. They usually get it right. Um, let's see. Oh, I didn't know the vote took place before the playoffs. Actually, should be Ollie then. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. Let me. Uh, so this is on Mike Riley. Okay. okay. Um. Last season, coming into the year, he was an NHL-caliber defenseman. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. He was sent down to Providence because of the la- because of he was able to clear waivers when he was sent down. Correct? Yes. Okay. You never called him back up because he would have to clear waivers again. Correct? Correct. So you have an NHL-caliber defenseman playing in Providence is what we've just established. Okay. Now, yes, he's overpaid. 100%. I agree with you. But this is if you don't buy him out between now and the deadline, I think he's on this team because right now you already can account for his money against the cap. Fair. That's a good that's a good point. Is he overpaid? Yes. But you know what? I can point to every team and go someone's overpaid on that team. Yeah. And and I get it. I don't want to have my third pairing left side defenseman cost me three million bucks but you know what right now you're in a position where he does so you can bitch about it or you can just figure out how to work around it uh let's see dom is correcting me on something wrong on the waivers uh re-entry waivers entered in 2012 if they called him up though and he played more than 10 games would he not have had to clear waivers again to go back down um, if he played in more than 10 games or they had him for more than 30 days or something like that, yes, I'm pretty sure he would have had to clear waivers to go back down to Providence again. That's I, what I'm referring to. I think you're right on that. 
with awards again. Which ones are locks to you? Connor McDavid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, when you look at all of them, I mean, there really isn't one that's not a lock. Ooh, other okay. than. You know, no. Oh, the heart. No, the, the heart's a lock. That's McDavid. Did you say you said one that is a lock for There's sure? There's one that's not a lock. Well, maybe two. Jack Adams? Uh, hold on. Yes, but I thought you said to come up. No, no, no. It, it's not the coming up part, Dom, that, that I was talking about. It's the going back down to Providence part. Yeah, you could call him up anytime, but you had no need to call him up on the back end, and so he stayed down. And when you needed someone up for maybe a game or two, you knew that wasn't appropriate to call him up because – it just wasn't going to work. Um, Dominic says Selkie isn't a lock. Ooh. No, nah, the Bergeron award is a lock. The Ber- Yeah. I mean, who, who, Dom, I'm interested. Who do you I think, think is, I think he's is... being facetious with it? Oh, okay. If you're not, if you're if not being facetious, not, though, though, sorry, Dom, I don't mean to speak for you, but uh, <laughs> you're always welcome to come on here and, and speak for yourself. But uh, I'm pretty sure he's, he's having a hint of sarcasm on that one. <laughs> If he's not, though, I'm interested to see who he thinks it is. It's not the coming. It's the going. That's always <laughs> Mike Riley's problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So say we trade the brusque. I get that his value is higher, but that doesn't help us as much on the cap side of things as trading Hall or Coyle unless we include Forbort or Riley. But if we do that, we don't get as much value for DeBrusque. That's where I'm kind of stuck. There's no win-wins. No, there isn't. That's the part right there. You said it at the very end. There are no win-wins. No. You have to be willing to take a hit. That's why this offseason is going to be bananas. It's Let's Nico see. Marner. Yasirski selling. Hey, dream team. <laughs> but, yeah, it's Nico Hurt, Heshire, Mitch Marner, and Patrice Bergeron. There's no way it's not Bergeron. With it's gonna, yeah, it's got to be Bergeron. I can see Heshire running, making a good run at it, but it's still Bergeron's award to lose this season. Oh, for sure. Um, Jack Adams, I think, is fairly close to a lock. Again, it's a regular season award. Right. Both were already cast. So I do think it, it, not 100%, but it's damn near close. It's damn I mean, near close. I mean, how can you not give it to a first year coach? Or not first year coach, but, you know, first year with a new team, comes into the team, gets insane production out of the squad an older squad, a squad with, with players who underperformed in their youth seasons come in this year and they perform like crazy. And you also lead the team to a record-breaking new NHL record-setting season. How can you not put that guy in as your number one vote? Right. And then obviously the Masterton, that's going to Chris Letang. A stroke, the passing of his father comes back. Like I I get it. Um, and and yeah. actually, um, there, there's some of this in, in Puck Off that episode that's coming out. Uh, I talk about who's next year's winner because you can already put money on it now. Um, yeah. and, and if you know, you know, we all know, we all know the ones Connor has our, our lock for him. Wait, Connor who? Oh, McDavid, McDavid, McDavid. Oh, oh McDonald. Yeah. McDavid yeah. is a lock. Um, Then there's the the piss you off award and the Calder. <laughs> so Calder finalist Maddie Beniers, I think, is gonna take it home. Yeah, just shy over Skinner. I would agree. 
I think Skinner made a bit of a push by helping Otto, uh, Edmonton get into the playoffs and really taking a stronghold on that position, the starting role. Um, he was also an original all-star selection, not a, an all-star alternate. Mm-hmm. So he does have that going for him, but Berniers was on a pan, uh, like a point per game pace. Yes. So that, that, and he was a huge part of Seattle's success. So I, I do think that elevates him over um, uh, Skinner and Owen power is also there. Owen power could be, a, did, he didn't play the full season this year though. Did he? Um, I don't remember. I don't have his games played on hand, but he, I mean, that defense was still the reason why they weren't making the playoffs. Fair. So I, I do see that holding back some of the love for him. Um, and speaking of defense, the word that's going to piss you off the most. Uh, I don't know why it, it, it I don't know why Kale McCarr is even nominated. The guy missed oh. over 25 games. Um, and I will be, I will go to my grave saying that this should go to Adam Fox period. The, the Norris. This year's Norris Trophy should go to Adam Fox. 100% agree. I don't know how you couldn't give it to him. It's. I swear to God, if it goes to Makar, that is the most biased like NHL I, marketing scheme I would, ever. I will put it this way. I would much rather see Kale Makar get it than Eric Carlson. Oh, my God, yeah. Even though he played fewer games, he played defense. Eric, that's the thing. The Norris Trophy can't be a trophy for the defenseman with most points. That's not what it's meant. That's not what it means. It's a defensive trophy. Eric Carlson was great offensively. I'm pretty sure he was a minus player, wasn't he? He was a minus 26. Yeah, get the hell out of here. He no. He put up a, over 100 points, and he was a minus 26. That's awful. <laughs> that's so – for a defenseman, that's great. He put up points, but guess what? You didn't play any defense. And in 25 and a half minutes a night, you couldn't find your own blue – you couldn't find your defensive zone? Right. No um, shame. I'll be so mad. We all know the one – oh, we already saw that one. Uh, Seattle has a lot of cap space this summer. Do you think they'd trade their first and a good prospect for DeBrusque and Grizzly? Maybe also someone like Forbort. Um, so you're asking if Edmonton is going to come in and just pick up two pieces of crap and Jake DeBrusque? No, I don't think so. <laughs> no. Uh, when it comes to Hall, I think Pittsburgh or Colorado would be most interested in him. Sure. Hall wants to be in Boston. Yes. Can we, can we remember that? He used his no movement clause in Buffalo and said, Boston, I want to go there. Send me there. That is the only place that I will sign this dotted line to go. Yeah. He wants to be here. Like you don't trade that guy. Let's see. Calder. No, no, no. I'm not sure what uh, they ruined the award years ago. I'm not sure which Uh, one I'm hoping he's talking about. I think he's talking about the Norris. See, by the way, boys and Mark, I have. Bayern's draft. Oh, sure. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, man. And it's only 5,200 words. Awesome. Coming out this weekend. Nice. Uh, I I will definitely take a look at that one. Um, And then only Bruin says it goes to Carlson. No. Um, Hold on. I'm not sure whether that is who from only Bruins is watching, but take, take, take one second. Um, I'm coming back to that. Uh, I think my goal would be to trade one of one or two of Hall, Hall, Omar, DeBrusque, and get back into the first round this year. This year's class is rather deep, so a high pick is a little more valuable than most. Sure. Okay, it's Brett. Uh, Norris is for Carlson. They screwed the award up. I hope they get it right. 
All right, let's see if Bergeron doesn't come back. Will Martian consider asking for a trade? No, I don't think he'll ask for one, no. but that doesn't mean you shouldn't go looking. That was a, looking. That was a uh, that was a big point of controversy. I said that, and, and everyone was. I said that. Wait, I you said started that when they first got eliminated from the playoffs. I yes. said that, and you saw our comments. Fuck no. Fuck you. Fuck you. And I was like, Hey, <laughs> hey, what do you, what do you want me to say? It but makes. Thing, but Chris, Chris, you're not wrong. You're not. You're not barking up the wrong tree at all. I know people. People That's just don't. <laughs> people. People just. People just don't want to move on Good. from from Marshawn. But if it happens, it, if okay. Because I know we're on the same boat on this. If you're looking from the outside in and you come into this organization without any bias, you're looking at an aging guy with value at, at good term with money. If Bergeron doesn't come back, why are you not at least asking to see what you can and, get? From and him? what you like about his game as a fan, the grittiness, the the fuck you attitude. If you move on from Marshan, you have room for Bertuzzi. Right. Exactly, it makes too much sense. I'm, so, I'm not. Wait, wait I want to get it. I want to get that out there, and but, I want to say it because I don't think either of us are rooting for it. But I think what we're both saying is that it makes sense. You have right? to look. That's all right. I'm saying. We're not, we're not rooting for it, but it makes a little bit of sense. Ooh. Um. All right. Real quick, Beth wants to know who gets the lady Bing. Um. um I don't I think don't anybody know. cares. <laughs> uh, no, that's between he, uh, Jack Hughes, Anze Kopitar, Braden Point. And in my opinion, that's Anze Kopitar the whole way. <sighs> Maybe Jack Hughes, just so they can be like, look, he got an award. <laughs> like, Isn't that that's the award for the most sportsmanship, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe so, Hughes. I, I want to direct this to, um, to Brett from only Bruins over here. All right. Because he says it's going to go to Eric Carlson and, Unfortunately, I think he's going to be right. And for that, I say, fuck the voters. Right. It, it, takes, it takes everything away from the trophy. It's not what it actually means. Okay. I got two players for you. All right. Okay. Eric Carlson. I'm going to read off some stats, and then I'm going to read off player B's stats. Eric Carlson, 25-37 time on ice per game. Okay. 82 games played. 25 goals, 76 assists, minus 26. Wait, can I ask you a question before you go on? Go ahead. Do, do you have up on the on his stats, do you have how many of those points came on the power play? Uh, let's see. Power play points, 27. Okay. And you said right. how many how many points did he have total? 101. 101. Let me do some oops, let me do some quick it's about a quarter. The... All right, so about a quarter. Yes. Now, player B. Player B. Also played in 82 games. So that's a wash. Okay. 2146 of ice time. A little okay. bit less. 28 power play points. 22 goals. 52 assists for a total of 74. Okay. He was plus 23. Who would you rather have? Player B. Needs to be two awards if we are doing this. I, that's, I, that's why, yes. Brett, first of all, I agree with you. But that's yes. why I'm, I pick this player in particular. Because the only thing that Carlson has over this guy is more assists. A little bit more ice time. 
see you have any idea who this person is? No, but this is why I agree with him. Why there should be why there should be two awards. Give an give an award for an offensive defenseman, and then give an award for an actual hard nosed defenseman. Player player B. Uh, let's can, see. Uh, oh no, I agree with you. I meant the voters. That's why I said fuck the voters. Wait, can I? Is it a Bruin? No. Okay. Is it? It's not Fox, is it's it? A former Bruin. It's a former Bruin. On D? And he played in the playoffs. Don't worry. Andrew didn't oh, get it either. No, not Tory Krug. Nope. Who? Dougie Hamilton. Oh. Oh. Davis got it. Davis, there you go. I would. Dougie Hamilton. Damn, everyone oh, got it. Oh, me. Based, <laughs> off of that, based off of that. Dougie Hamilton did his job better than Eric Carlson because their job is defense. I, Chris, I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. This should, Eric Carlson shouldn't be sniffing this award. Okay, hang on. Time out. Say Eric Carlson had the same stat line, but he was like plus two. Does that make any difference? Do they make the playoffs? The Sharks? If he's plus two, they might actually make the fucking playoffs. Say say they're a nine seed. They just missed out. Then then at least consideration isn't the worst thing possible. Okay. The guy's okay. a minus twenty six. Yeah, that's that's not even close to to what should be you know Norris consideration. That's when, awful. If if you're gonna vote based off of points between him at minus twenty six, all right. This is the list before you get to another minus defenseman. Dougie Hamilton, Brett Burns, Roman Yossi, Brady uh, Sajak, Kale McCarr, Josh Morrissey, Brandon Montour, Rasmus Dahlin, and Vince Dunn. Then you get to Aaron Ekblad, who was a minus 14. Mm-hmm. By the way, plus 23, plus 19, plus 5, plus 7, plus 16, plus 2, plus 9, plus 12, plus 28. Hang on. Aaron Ekblad was a minus 19 player this year? He was a minus 14 player. He was also only in 71 games. I wouldn't have guessed that. Vince Dunn played in 82 games, was a plus 28, averaged 23 minutes of ice time. I would rather see him get the Norris over Eric Carlson. Is there is there anybody on the Bruins who you would consider for the Norris? Um, I think they played very evenly based on if, if he finished the season how he started, then Lindholm would be in consideration for this year. I okay. do think Lindholm and McAvoy are gonna hurt each other's um chances going forward. I yes, do. fucked. I do want to say, can you guess the top three defensemen this season in plus minus in the NHL? They, they gave it to Fox when he didn't make the playoffs. I know, I know, but at least he's a two-way defenseman. So in in his scenario, if they don't miss the playoffs, if they miss the playoffs, but he's a minus two, all right, fine, we, he's in the conversation. Uh, McAvoy had a better season that year all around defensively and didn't get, even get a sniff in the top three. They screwed it up that year, and that's why Carlson better get it, or what are we doing anymore? What are we doing anymore anyway? Just give two separate awards because it's, it. it's stupid. And but, I'm sorry, you, you would ask the question. So top three defensemen this season in plus minus. Do you know who they are? Uh, I if think you, Abby hit the nail right on the head. Lindholm, Grizzlick, and Brandon. Lindholm plus Lindholm plus forty nine, Grizzlick plus forty six, Carlo plus forty four. 
all top three came from Boston. Oh, yeah. And, Lind- and they were all plus 40 and above. Right. That's insane. And that's why Lindholm should at least be in the conversation a little bit. But I agree with you because of the way his season ended. He shouldn't win it. But he should be at least talked about. But here's here's where I where what hurts Lindholm. Grizzly was also a plus 46. Harlow was also a plus 44. So when you look across that right. defense, you sit there and go, they were all good. Right. And and the offensive output that the Boston Bruins had this season was off the charts. So obviously most everybody on the team is bound to be a plus player. Right. Now the uh, the difference being with San Jose, all the defensemen sucked. Right. <laughs> yeah. The team, the team, Eric Carlson. The team sucked. That includes Eric Carlson. To be clear, Eric Carlson is still on the team when you talk about how much they suck. Right, right. All yeah. right. It <laughs> how valuable would Connor McDavid be to the Edmonton Oilers if they finished with the first overall pick again? Not very valuable. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You gotta look at more than the numbers. And and I'm I, I'm not sorry, I'm gonna die on that one right there. Uh if I'd ask for a trade if I was him. Uh, Eric Carlson has asked for a trade, actually. Uh, he is working with the San Jose Sharks to try to get one. The question is as to where and who the fuck is going to want him. Uh, imagine what Grizzly thinks after being the best plus minus in the league and getting scratched for someone's birthday. Imagine how he feels getting scratched <laughs> for the playoffs. That was – I can't even – I don't even want to go down that road. That's what I'm saying. If I'm Matt Grizzly, I'm going in the room going, trade me right fucking now. Yeah. That's the thing. Uh, let's see. No player gets an award when you tell Bruins media everything is fine, but you go home to Sweden and all of a sudden you suffer from broken foot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, mm. No <laughs> for a trade. Absolutely. He should walk in to the general manager's office and go trade me right fucking now. Just like in Slapshot. Trade me right fucking now and hang up the phone. Yeah. All right. Because... Put the jersey on the desk. Just it's over. Right, it's, it's over. Walk away. Uh, let's see. Still the best defenseman of all time is still Bobby Orr with eight wins. No defenseman has come close. That, see, that's why the offensive you give two awards for defenseman, one for a defensive defenseman, another for an offensive defenseman. You name it after Bobby Orr. Boom. Problem solved. Boom. There you go. I just solved the problem. I Sorry. I mean, considering the fact that that was Wayne Gretzky's idea, I'm gonna give him the credit. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> sorry you know he kind of said it on tnt you know he did he did, he did. He bigger did. of a network sorry but we're not yeah. quite there yet if everybody yeah, they, the show we have a shot at getting there but yeah they, they had more viewers than we did at the time so yeah. i guess that's the fair. nhl is stupid and won't do it i know that's that's the part that that's what we come in for we pound our until we're blue in the face and i have no voice anymore and you know let's see wayno got it from me all right brett we'll give you the credit then <laughs> You, if you've got Wayne Gretzky's number, let's get him on the show. Why is he not in the chat right now? <laughs> Burner follows me. Gotcha. Uh, Bobby Orr has already declined having an award named after him. Why? So then let's let's name it the Paul um, the, the, <laughs> the Robert Bobby Orr or something. The Robert Orr. The Ro- the Robbie Award. <laughs> call it the uh, the Bobby Award. Yeah, just the Bobby. <laughs> oh, that's not yours, Bobby Orr, <laughs> Mister Orr. That's not your award. Oh no, no, no. That's not your number in the Raptor either. 
Name is the Eric. No. Fuck no. We are not naming an award after that fucking Jamoke. Eric Carlson? never played defense. Nah. He's never been a defenseman. If I'm not mistaken. No, I think that was Brett Burns. Now that I think about it. One of the two was converted from a winger. It was it was Burns. Uh, that's what I thought. Pretty sure he was a winger when he was in Minnesota. Brett's never came up with it. It goes back 15 years and Orr said no. Um, sorry, Bobby. Sometimes you don't always get what you want. You're getting a fucking award named after you because we declare it. Okay, why not the Ray Bork Award? For defenseman or for offensive defenseman? Yeah. It was, has, I, I, Ray, I, right, am, I, am I wrong here? Ray Bork has the most points all time for a defenseman. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Maybe uh, one of our viewers has that right off the top of their head. Well, um, okay. Or we'll find I, it faster. I have, so Ray Bork is number one with 1,579. Paul Coffey is number two with 1,531. I mean, or the, or the Lindstrom Award. I mean, he had he was fourth all time. Sorry, he was sixth all time. Uh, the laugh on the comment. I'm not sure which comment. I've lost count now, but you're welcome. That's what we're here for. Shorter <laughs> off season, humor. Shorter off seasons. That's what we're here for. Um, where was I? Don't know. There was a zillion comments that I kept going that we're gonna go back to. We're gonna go back to. Um. <laughs> Did we ever come back to this one? The two guys that are likeliest to be traded? Um, yes, I said Olmark and Grizz. You said Olmark and Grizz. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mm. I, I, uh, I, 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 I waver way too much on this. Uh, the only one that I keep landing on is Grizz. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean he's a top four defenseman for like less than 4 million bucks. Who the fuck wouldn't want him? Right. Right. See, there will be an or Memorial trophy. Unfortunately, when he is gone, I was thinking that, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> I mean, he's gone from, you know, my town. He's not in my town anymore. <laughs> I think that's what Dom meant. I'm going to go with that's what Dom meant. Um, Grizzly, top four defenseman, under four million bucks. Yeah, I mean, it, it, name a team that wouldn't wouldn't want that first and foremost. You know, um, you can't you can't name one. Now here's my question: What are you looking to get back? Before you ask me who's going to get traded, who's the likeliest to get traded? What is your trade target? Tell me I that. Think, I I think you need center depth. I think that's you look at you got. I mean, yes, you kind of solved it a little bit with Zaka, but you're still you, Bergeron's at the tail end of his career. Who knows if Krejci's coming back next year or not? And I guess you could say the same thing with Bergeron. But then what? You got Coyle. You got Frederick. You got Zaka Coyle. Right, right. One and two, which I'm not sure you run that one and two. I think you're looking at two A, two B. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I agree with that 100%. Now, that's where I sit there and I go, what's your budget? What are you trying to get in a center? Because if you're trying to get a centerman, there's – see, I, I look at it in terms of if you're going to try and pursue a trade, first of all, I think teams are, are pursuing three-team deals now. Yep. I think they are actively looking to do a three-team deal. Because that allows you to get involved 
um, other assets that other teams may not have thought about. So, for instance, you pick up the phone with L.A. and you say, we're willing to send you Grizz. And they go, great. Well, you know, we want to ship out, uh, I don't know, pick a defenseman on their team. Well, you don't need defense. That's why you're giving up Matt Grizzly. Right. You know, is it nice to get a young defenseman who they don't want to give up? Sure. That's why they're not going to give that guy up. So now you call another team who's looking for a defenseman as well. We also haven't factored in the Lori aspects as well. I think ideally you let Lori simmer down in Providence for at least half the season. Mm-hmm. At a minimum, half the season. Okay. okay. Now, he could come in camp and blow you away. You can't be against it. I think one thing that we've learned in the past few seasons from this management team is – in some ways they're almost afraid of the young guys succeeding. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense, because the last kid that came out of nowhere from his draft season was Brandon Carlo. And I get it. Size was a huge factor in that. Uh, Mark says trade Grizzy for a second round pick in the NHL entry draft. That's again, I'm not against that. I'm not. Um, is is um is Lori your replacement plan for him? You know, like I I feel like that's part A or part B of the deal. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I just I don't I don't think it's gonna be like last year, right? When you look at what we needed going into the trade deadline, we all said we need a little bit of help on D, we need a little bit of depth on wing, and we're good. What did Sweeney do? He went out and he got both in one. He was efficient. It was a great deal. And I think what he's trying to do, and he got Minnesota involved so he could get it done. So the question then becomes, what are you targeting the rest of the way? Now, this is why you've got to solve uh, Jason says, any interest in Domi or Monahan? More Monahan than Domi. Yeah, but it's very what minimal. It's very, it's very minimal. Let's see. Dom has a good point here. GM meetings is the Wednesday before the draft. That's when a foundation for a trade will be laid for sure. I, I absolutely think we're a, a bit ways away from seeing something come to fruition. Um. You know, and there's plenty of other guys out there too. Like, I mean, hell, even Pius Suter's an unrestricted free agent. Like, does it does the name excite me as much as you know Sean Monahan? No, maybe not as much as even Pierre Luc Dubois. But Pierre Luc Dubois's got his own problems. Like, you look at every single person in free agency and you go, yeah, but like, it, it's not it's not exciting. You look at everybody who'd be available through the trade market. Yeah, but now what I would be looking to try to do. All right. This is just a thought that I keep going back to like who makes sense. You've got to look at who makes sense for this team to come in and help out because let's assume Bergeron comes back. Right. Yeah. Well, as of right now, your main penalty killer is Charlie Coyle. Who's on the second unit? Patrice Bergeron. Yep. So you need another guy who can come in and play a two-way style game 
and be a penalty killer. You know? So, let's you know see. What, you, know, you know who's getting lost in all of this? Thomas Ooh. Nosek. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about that, but my thought on that is he was at 1.75 last year. Um, I, I don't, I, I see him being offered something like two mm-hmm. by somebody and it shouldn't be Boston. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If you can get him back on a one for one, I, I'm not against it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause his name just gets lost in everything. Nobody, no, I haven't heard his name brought up in forever. Uh, Sully, would you take Domi as a cheaper Burt and move Hall up with Pasta and Zaka? Yeah, um, Mark said Nosek priced himself out of the lineup. With Domi? Ah. So that would mean you keep DeBrusque then, correct? Or, or guys like that? I, I guess maybe. I don't know if you're going to get the same production, though. And I don't know if I like Hall, Pasta, and Zaka together. I kind of like Hall on that third line. Domi wouldn't be a bad option. I think that should be, you know, one of the second or third options if you can't make other things work. See, Jason goes to Elias Lindholm being a perfect fit in Boston. And you know what I would say to that, too, is you're absolutely right. Now, if you're looking long term at Elias Lindholm, I'm not sure. And the reason why I say that is because he's already – 28 years old. Yep. How long term are you looking to go with him? Uh, that's a good question, Dom. Who comes cheaper, Thomas Noshik or Trent Frederick? Thomas Noshik, I think. I think. I think Freddie knows, you know, he just had a great season. He's. I think he's finally finding his groove. Depends on how long you sign Frederick for, too. But – if you're looking at those two players, Nosek and Frederick, I would rather have Frederick, but I don't know if he priced himself outside out of Boston as well. Although I know he's an RFA. So uh, I don't know. I don't want to lose Frederick, but it might be tough to keep him. See, Frederick is an interesting one because he could be a piece that you include in a deal. And if he's the piece that you're sending to a team like St. Louis, Right. Makes sense for the player, makes sense for the team. Like I I maybe uh, I'm looking over the blues right now. Maybe you can get the rights to someone like Logan Brown in return, but I haven't seen his numbers to say that I would really want him. But he's twenty five years old, he's an RFA, he's a left wing who can also play center. Um just see. just looking at that, I go, maybe. Well, Logan Brown, 6'6", 218 center, 25 years old. Uh, He only played 30 games this year. Six points minus four. Nope, never mind. Moving on. Yeah, no. You know what? Let me change that. If you can get Marco Scandella out of it, one year, 33 years old, left side defenseman, modified no movement clause at 3.275. You got to shift other things around on D, but yeah, I I know. I just saw the position. I saw the age, and I said, let's look at him a little bit more, but that's a pass for me. Yeah, it passes. (laughs) Just to to be clear. Uh, But Marco Scandella, 
is another option. Uh, Jeremy says, I'd give Elias a six-year deal. Okay, I but like that. What, do you, what do you say if he says, nope, seven or I walk? Mm. Give him the seventh year? Do you go, no, we'll, we'll, we'd rather do five and try and hardball him? Like, eh. Yes, Jer- yes, Jeremy, I get that. He's not good. <laughs> I was the, I just looked at the name and the position. Also, That's it. How, how much would you be willing to give Elias Lindholm? That's the thing is right. if I'm looking long-term, uh, the other issue I have with giving Elias Lindholm six years is what about the centers that I already have in my system? Yeah. What about Merkulov if he's able to come up and be a centerman? What about Brett Harrison what about John Beecher? What about like there's some center guys in the system? So if you give him seven years, where's your room for him? Right. For those guys, one of them, because you're already lo- locking up Zaka for the next four years down the middle. Do you think? Now, do you kick him back you, out to the side, but he's better down the middle. I think. I think the long term plan is for you know to have him play center as well, but I don't know if. First line center is that role for him. I think he's a good second. I don't know about first. So he says he'd give Elias Lindholm eight mil. Uh, that's a lot of money. He has surpassed the 60 point mark three times, the 70 point mark twice, and the 80 point mark once. He was a point per game player once in Calgary. What what year was that? Uh 2122. Okay. Games 82 points. What did he have last season? 42 and 40. Last year he had 22 goals, 42 assists, over 80 games. Um, Keep in mind. Now here's here's where I. uh, Hold on. Bruins won't be able to handle Lindholm's next contract. Exactly, Mark. Now I want to go back. Better player for better player. Yes. 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 This offseason is a headache like my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> um, probably worse. But anyway, so Jeremy, back to your – I'd give him 8 mil. His point-per-game season, 82 games and 82, 82 points in 82 games in 21-22, his wingers were Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk. Right. <laughs> Mark says we dated – Oh boy. <laughs> so the second, let me be clear. The second that you took Matthew Kachuk and uh Johnny Gaudreau away from Elias Lindholm, yeah. He went from 82 points in 82 games to 64 points in 80 games. He dropped his goal production by 20 goals. Right. Everyone on that line crushed it. Yep. I, sorry, I didn't mean to steal your thunder there, Brett, but it, that that's exactly what it is. It was it was the best line in hockey at one point. Yep. We yeah. don't know what that's like to have. Oh, wait. We do. <laughs> and he now, was second in Selkie that year because he was the defensive guy. He played the Bergeron role between Martian and Pasternak. Do you think he could excel next to Pasta and Marshawn? It's yeah. kind of sim- it's kind of similar to Gaudreau and Kachuk in a way. Pasta Gaudreau, Kachuk, Marshan. Here's the thing, though. How old is Brad Marshan? Too old. <laughs> thirty six now, I believe so. So you got thirty six year old Brad Marshan, you centered by twenty eight year old Elias Lindholm, 
and Pasta is what is he 20, now? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. So okay, you have Elias Lindholm and Pasternak down the middle. Who's gonna replace Martian on the left side? Exactly. Now, if you tell me that, hey, let's move on from Marshan, and we have Bertuzzi, Lindholm, and Pasternak, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. But, again, popsicle headache, PlayStation 5. Mark, I hope you whipped it out because we got to figure out what we're going to get back from Marshan. <laughs> Marshan is 36. What did we say, 37? I think we said 36. I thought that's what I think he's I think he's saying Marshan is 36 like 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 uh he's 35 35 okay 35 uh as of May 11th so he's okay we're one one year off thank you we were we were close though hey we got some twitch viewers what's up what's up what's up digs dub on the seven here Let's see. If Stephon Diggs. That about Lindholm, then you have to ask about Bergeron would have done without Marshan and Pasta. But we've seen Bergeron without Marshan and Pasta. We've right. seen it. Right. All right. And he was still a top six. They signed him to an eight year contract before he had Pasternak and Marshan on his wing. Right. So we've seen it uh, with the new GM and head coach in Calgary. Gosh knows what could happen. Yeah. Um, I think you could lowball him, but that's a huge gamble for what you would have to give up for the age and price tag. Yes. Uh, Merkulov Lindholm pasta. Um, I'd rather Bertuzzi. Yeah. I'd rather interesting line. I've never heard of that line combo before. <laughs> Merkulov Lindholm pasta. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, be I would good. rather. I would rather keep Merkulov down the middle. Yes, I would too. I would too. You know, I mean, now, okay, so now if you've got Lindholm, Merkulov, Coyle, Zaka, where's Brett Harrison going? Where's Johnny Beecher going? Or are you telling me that you're okay with trading him now? Trading Brett Harrison, Johnny Beecher. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're looking at that kind of combination for three, four years from now, like, where do those guys fit? They don't. So now they're they're trade fodder. Okay. So then let's work on moving them. Do you see Beecher in the lineup next year? I haven't seen enough of his game. Yeah. Um, John said Jeremy says that's a two year oh. out projection. Okay. Um, maybe. Okay. Maybe. I thought you were saying for next year, and I was like, ooh, I don't know about that one. Um, I know that not, I know next season there's a much better free agency class as well. Yeah. Um, I'm actually trying to pull that one up because that's like, that's the other thing too, is you don't want to spend all of two years from now's money now because you want to be able to spend some later. Right. Let's see. I think Merkulov and Harrison will be wingers in the NHL. Interesting. Okay. Harrison as well. I had him as a center. I can see him as a winger, though. I mean, if you can, you know, if you can so adjust what's to that. So telling me is now Jake DeBrusque is expendable right. in the long term. Also, we can't forget about Matthew Potra either. Uh, why do we have so many centers, but Zaka is our only top six center at the moment? Um, because they're all under the age of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Mark or Dom, do you see Merkulov projecting better as a winger or a center? Well, we just got that answer. Um, if you had to take one prospect as your dark horse to surprise and make the team next year, who are you picking? See, Mark says center. I mean, would you consider McLaughlin? Lauko, I don't consider in that conversation anymore. I think he's penciled in. I think he means like true dark horse. Like who's someone that is okay. in bad out of nowhere, i.e. Jacob Lauko last year. Would you consider Merkulov in that con- in that conversation? I would. All right, I'll, I'll say Merkulov because I still don't think that – I think hardcore fans know who he is, but I think the, the general fan base doesn't really know about Georgi Merkulov yet. So I think he can surprise a bunch of people next year. Come preseason when he's lighting it up, I, I, I'm going to say Merkulov. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, let me take a look here at some of the. I mean, maybe options. Maybe Lori, Beecher. I could see Beecher having a big year. See the. I'm I'm trying to look at it as who's got the most opportunity. Yes. Uh, yes. And Dom says if Poitra adds bulk this offseason, he could surprise. Yes. See, someone like Poitra is is the exact kind of person that I'm looking at because. Okay. He he plays down the middle. If I'm not mistaken, right? He's a he's a centerman. Yeah, he's a center. He had I think 95 points in juniors this year. Yeah, yeah, he's a centerman. Um, that which is what I was trying to confirm because I'm looking at the centerman, and I'm sitting here going, "That's where the most opportunity is." And someone is more likely to come out of that spot because we need the help down the middle. So. I think Poitra is a good option. Um, I I know some people aren't high on him, but like you could even see, be surprised by a guy like um, by Kuntar. You know what I mean? Like just coming in, fre- you know, the, with a with a fresh start kind of attitude, new season. You, you know what I'm saying? Like with an opportunity down the middle, very much viable for him. Like with the right offseason training, he, he could absolutely come in. What am I missing over there? Merkulov or Harrison. Harrison? Could be a match made in heaven. That's a good line right there. Oh my God. That actually looks like future, like three, four years. That line right there could be legit. I, I, I could get down with that. I could get out. I could get down for that. Let's see. Kevin says, hey, boys, question. Do we think that Lori has a chance to make the club out of camp? And if so, will it be possible to move forward with some retainment of his cap hit? See, I'm not the only one mentioning retaining money. Yeah. I want to make it's that an, clear. It's, a, it's an option. I mean, people aren't really thinking about that. You Marshall so? Lori needs a full season in the AHL. You think Harrison so? Harrison is a left wing. Uh, let's see. You you didn't really like that comment from Mark. I don't I don't necessarily don't like it. I just we've seen a, we've seen NCAA guys jump right from college to the NHL. Obviously, a guy like Fabian Lysel needs an extra season in Providence to bulk up and round out his game a little bit. But Lori, I can see making the jump. I think, and Mark, correct me if I'm wrong. I think kind of where Mark's 
head is at is as it stands right now with the information that we have available based on what we've seen from Mason Lorai, he needs to spend time in the minors. He can prove that to be different going into camp next year. And you can't be against allowing him to prove it, but until he proves it, you have to look at him as someone who needs more time in Providence. Mark, correct me if I'm wrong on that one. Um, and we uh, Kevin says, that makes sense. Uh, Got to temper my expectations. Watch some more AHL games, Mark says. Uh, I think I think we all do when it comes to, you know, seeing where some of them are. And, you know, let's not forget, they're, they're not exactly 24, 25, 26. We're, we're used to, you know, Boston sitting on the, on the prospects for, for fucking ever, where guys like Forsbacher Carlson go back overseas. You know, yeah. and I know he had other circumstances and, and stuff like that going on in his personal life. But just an example, you know, uh, let's see. Tomote Bergeron is captain and give it to Felino. Fuck off. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> Why? Why? I need to get better at watching more prospects next year. Fair enough. I'm down for that. I fuck with that. Um, but this one. Uh, absolutely not. Where where do you get off thinking this? No, he's gonna be kidding. I I know this kid. I know he's just screwing around with us. <laughs> well, then my take still stands. As I first read it, Demo first run as captain to give it to Felino. Fuck off. Uh, he's he's laughing. All right, what is that looking? I don't know, but I want some of it. Yeah, I I want some of it, Brandon. That's all I can say. Because I wish I could live in that la-la land over there, whatever you want to call it. But if you're just messing around, that makes it a little less fun making fun of you. So, <laughs> it takes a little bit throwing, of my... Yeah, it just takes a little bit of it out there. So <laughs> apparently, based off of our comments, we're trading Jake DeBrusque. We are trading everybody on this team because according to you, the whole team's going to be different anyway. It definitely, I mean, come on. Like, like Ty Anderson said, like we have four and a half million dollars in cap space. We have 13 players signed right now. It's, it's, it's going to be a different team. The only way Laura gets in the NHL lineup to start the year is if the Bruins (laughs) need to save every penny and get him involved at an ELC AAV. That helps. The contract helps. Let's see. You got to get better at watching much less hockey. Getting up at 6 a.m. on the weekend to watch European hockey is a killer. Mm. Oh, lovely. My uh, mic stand just fell off my desk. So no, I'll, to, I'll be holding this baby the rest of the show. <laughs> Go to arm workout. Yeah, something like that. Uh, <laughs> my chair has arms, so we're good. Uh, I think Hall, DeBrusque, Allmark are definitely gone right No, I would say Allmark, Grizz, and maybe DeBrusque. I think Hall stays. Okay, I think Hall stays. So- you're you're very much on the trade all mark train. Fair yes. enough to say. Oh my god, yeah. Okay. Where are you looking to send them? What are what are your list of teams that you're calling going the Vesna trophy winner is available? What will you give us for him? I, I don't I don't want your, your return, your package in return. I want to know what teams you're calling. I'm calling LA. Okay. I'm calling okay. LA. That's it. 
I mean, you could call LA, you could call Columbus. I wouldn't say Winnipeg unless if they if they ah, maybe you do consider Winnipeg because they're losing Hellebuck. They're going to need a goalie. If they want to, Hellebuck is still under contract until they move him. Okay, fair. So they they could wait and deal Hellebuck at the deadline. They they could. Mark. They could. But but Hellebuck has made it clear too that he wants out of Winnipeg. Yeah, and if all they have, all they have to do to appease him on that is say we're we're looking at our options. Yeah, and we'll move you by the deadline. Fair. I uh, think I think Edmonton I think main- I was thinking Edmonton too, but I think the main target is LA. I think that's the main target. Maybe would, Calgary too. That would be a good main target. Calgary though, they have Markstrom, they have Ladar, and they have Wolf. Yeah, but Markstrom, Markstrom just had a terrible season. Problem is, is they're paying him six million bucks. They're committed to him long term. He's got a long term deal, or they're looking to move him. Fair. So now you just put another goaltender on the market by trying to trade yours. Fair, uh, fair. I'll mark for first in this draft. No, nope. you're not going to get a first for him, James. That's nope. the problem. No, nope. uh, L.A. Whoop, anywhere but the division. Um, L.A., uh, Columbus, Edmonton. Columbus is an interesting one. Yeah. All right. Columbus is a very interesting mark there. Um, we'll, and they have, and they have assets to send back too. They do. Same with uh, L.A. Calgary or L.A. We just went over Calgary. San Jose. The problem with San Jose is he's gonna. San Jose is gonna end up on the no trade list for Omar when that kicks in on July first. Because we're assuming this deal doesn't get done until July, until after July first, okay? Um, Ottawa. So, so right now the interesting ones because we can debunk a few of them. L.A. They're still in on Corpusalo. He's their guy right now. Um, L.A. I think you really get brought to the table if you're willing to retain some money because they're so up against the cap. They would rather him at two and a half, but it. We've beaten L.A. to death as well. Edmonton, they've committed to Skinner. They've committed to Campbell. So now you're looking at bringing someone back in return, i.e. Jack Campbell, and I don't want to do that. I don't want Campbell anywhere near this team. Absolutely not. And you're not bringing Skinner back because the whole point of getting rid of Hallmark is you got Swayman and Bussy. So why would you bring in a different future RFA? Um, San Jose. See, San Jose gets interesting because they're trying to move Eric Carlson. Yeah, San but what what can you pull back from San Jose? It's not necessarily what you can pull back as much as what you can do with money to help them. Okay. All right, they, that's fair. If they take five mil from you, all right, and they send you a pick, like a, a first round pick, you're now willing to retain some money off the Carlson contract to help them move him. Maybe it would be a lot. And I'm not saying I'm voting for it, but I'm, I'm all options on the table. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I, I can easily say no thanks, but no thanks. Ottawa, Anton Forsberg's their guy. He's recovering from two ACL injuries. He's probably not playing until March. And you probably don't want to deal Allmark in the division. That's my thought. Yeah. I don't think any of the seven forwards signed for next season get moved, trade Allmark, Grizzly, and buy out Riley and Forbort. 
I mean, we're all pounding a lot of those same things. You wait, wait. You don't think you can get anything from of of relative value for Forbert? Like nothing? Late round pick. That's fine. Take That's that. Fine. You want you don't or have to buy him out. Trading a player you let every team know. Yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, oh, I think to the not anywhere but in the division. Um, I say Calgary because I really like the idea of maybe landing Hampus Lindholm. The problem is, is they're going to end up with four goaltenders. Yeah. And two of them are paid five plus million dollars. So what about Anaheim? They really like Dostal. Um, and they have another kid that is an A, uh, an RFA. I'm blanking on the name at the moment. Um, Dostal and Stolars. They've Gibson, who they're looking at moving. Now, that I, I wouldn't be in on going for, for Gibson because that ruins your plans. Um, they want to move Vladar. Yeah, but Vladar is the one who doesn't cost a lot of money, Brett. So the problem with moving Vladar is now you're stuck with uh, Allmark at five and Markstrom at six. So now they're paying their goaltenders 11 million bucks. Cole Sillinger is a guy I would find out what the what the price is. See that's that's why I say Columbus is a very interesting option because they have cap space, uh, not as much as they used to. Currently five point eight, uh, but they have, you know, Sillinger. You mentioned Kent Johnson, uh, Marchenko, who's a winger, um, but see. Columbus is a team that you can look at and go Allmark and Liesel and ask for a center back. Um, like Kent Johnson or Sillinger, someone like that. Now, let me ask you this really quick. Would you be okay losing Liesel this offseason if the move is right? Say it's for a, a number one center. Oh, yeah. No, I'm already okay with losing them. Three okay. With Edmonton, yep, that could work. Who's the third team? Uh, we already destroyed Campbell when he was a Leaf. That's why I don't want him. <laughs> Pittsburgh, uh, they're probably going to make a run for Gibson. Yep. They're, they're more looking for a veteran guy who can win now, uh, uh, John Gibson. I wouldn't be surprised if they're in on Hellebuck either. Um, San Jose would have to retain money. In any deal, depending on who they're shipping out, their big move that they're trying to make is Eric Carlson. So I'm I'm not sure they're answering many phone calls that don't involve Carlson. And their response to Boston would be, get us a third team who wants Carlson because I don't want him in Boston. Bye. Yeah. Uh, for Mill, let's see. Or how about Minnesota? Maybe. Actually, that's, a, that's not a bad point. Maybe Minnesota. Gustafson and Allmark. But that's going to push him to about 10 mil. Gustafson needs a new contract. And he's every bit as much as Jeremy Swayman. Hmm. Gustafson and Swayman are synonymous, really. What about Boone Jenner for 2C? Um, I wouldn't mind it. I don't see Columbus trading their captain. Right. That's, that's, that's what I was thinking too, Chris. I don't see them moving on from Boone Jenner. I know Minnesota cap situation is shit, but still, yep. um, it it has to make sense for them. It it does, and I don't see 
having two goaltenders that take up 10 million bucks or 9 million bucks makes sense for them. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's a three team deal, let's, let's get, you know, San Jose, um, flowers, not under contract. He's an unrestricted free agent and he is either going to resign with Minnesota or potentially go back to Pittsburgh. Um, he's been rumored to want to go back to Pittsburgh as well. So if you're Pittsburgh, you could viably go into next season with Marc-Andre Fleury and John Gibson as your two. Like one and two. Yeah. Like now all of a sudden the problems that they had down the stretch last year aren't as bad. But all things going right there. Uh, nothing makes sense when it comes to the NHL. Uh, haha, we got to take the flower back. Great rage against the machine reference, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I just, you know, if, if San Jose is looking to retain, San Jose is lo- going to be looking to retain money because they're fucked. Yeah. 100%. I'll mark to Seattle and try to get Shane Wright in return. You got to send a lot more to Seattle and you're going to have to retain some money on them. I'm not against doing it, but Shane Wright was a consensus number one overall pick that fell into the lap of the Seattle Kraken. And mm-hmm. they are salvating at the idea of having Matty Beneers and Shane Wright down the middle for a decade. You have to talk them out of that. I don't think I don't think you can. I mean, if I'm Seattle, you're not talking me out of that with Matt Grizzlick and Lena Solmark. Hell no. I mean, I'll give you Alex Wenberg. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I won't give you Shane Wright. I'll give you Wenberg and a second. You got a center and a second round pick. You're back in the draft. Congratulations. Yeah. They don't have to work with you. Again. They have uh, Philip Grubauer, 5.9 mil for the next four seasons. And Chris Dreiger is his backup for next season at 2.3. Mart- Martin Jones is off the books. Dreiger's coming back from a torn ACL. Now, here's where you may get involved with that. Tris- Chris Dreiger coming back from the ACL injury at $2.35 million. Yeah. If they take on Linus Olmark, you take back Dreiger's contract. Those are their two goaltenders going forward, Grubauer and Olmark. Now you're going to have to look at bringing back someone else. And if I'm them, I'm not giving up Yanni Gord. Uh, Wenberg is a a guy right now, and I'm not giving up Beneers. Morgan Geeky or Ryan Donato. You want to get Ryan Donato back? Yeah, bring him back, baby. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, you'd have to sell them a stake in the franchise to get them to even hear about a trade for Wright. Um, I don't think they're against moving him. Um, if I were them, I, I wouldn't be against moving him. It's just I, I don't see Lena's Allmark as the piece that I'm willing to give up, my fourth overall number one pick. And I say it that way because he was supposed to go number one. Right. Right. And it's still young. Now, trading him next year, much more likely. He's 19. Let the kid mature. Yeah. No, 
I, I, I don't Spong. want, I don't, I don't <laughs> want Ryan Donato back. That is my point. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that hat, Mark. Now, here, here's something else, though. If you're able to get a defenseman back, if they think they can re-sign a guy like Vince Dunn and Carson Susie, yeah. and and um, you're gonna get like Justin Schultz back, okay. I'm I'm having the conversation. Doesn't have not every move has to be for a center. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Because if you got a guy like Justin Schultz back, let's see. Donato for one C fire up the duck bar. Um <laughs> lighting them on fire. Donnie likes those hometown boys, so hey, who knows? Uh I think he means light them on fire. Because you'll never need them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's 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 my question. Everyone is against trade Brandon Carlo. The thought yes. process. Yes. Now, if you were to make a move, if it was part B of the move, okay, moving Brandon Carlo out, okay, and you were able to get a guy like Adam Larson or Justin Schultz in return to replace him. I don't like that. Why not? Carlo's younger. Carlo's, you, you know, a part of this. Uh... He's part of the youth of the team who's been here for a while. You don't want to just ship those guys out of here. He's a solid defensive defenseman. If, you, if you're getting a defenseman to replace him and a center of the future in the deal and freeing up cap space, remember, Don Sweeney already has shown he can check off multiple boxes on one deal as a three-way trade. Yeah. Orloff and Hathaway, retain money, stay cap compliant. He did all of those in one deal. So if in one deal he can move out Carlo, bring in a veteran defenseman who makes a little less for a little less term, but doesn't sacrifice the defensive side of the game, maybe even gives you a little bit more offense. Mm -hmm. And you get a center of the future and you've cleared some cap space. Are you still against the move? Depends on who the sentiment of the future is, but not entirely. I'm not entirely against it, though. Everything has to be on the table. You do have to remember, though, Carlo is on a really friendly contract for the for the role that he plays. Sure. One deal is going to hurt. Yeah. Would you rather deal Carlo or DeBrusque? Oh, man, you can't do that to me. <laughs> That's good. If we trade DeBrusque, does that mean we keep Carlo? I mean, I mean, uh, Bertuzzi, sorry. Uh, what if it doesn't? If it doesn't, what I if would... through hockey trade, you bring in a centerman of the future and it's going to cost you either Brandon Carlo or G Jabrusk. Carlo. Cause you have more defensive depth. So but you're not I, against it. I guess not. <laughs> I don't know. That's tough. That's when tough. you talk in definitives, you have to be able to see. He says to Brusque, no questions asked. Really? But he, he is, is no questions asked. He's definitive in his answer. He may be wrong, but he's definitive. Yeah. See, where I say he may be wrong, I look at it and I go, if I'm giving up Carlo, 
I'm asking for a higher return. Throw in an extra draft pick for me. You got a couple extra years on the contract. If you have to take Carlo, then you have to give me a little bit more. Otherwise, take the brusque. See, when you talk in the definitives, then you have to truly stand behind the player is untouchable. Yeah. Uh, Don't have a lot of right-hand defensive depth. No, not right now. No, you don't. Um, I think Howell made a huge step in the right direction this season, though that's the thing. If he was a passenger, then sure, but he had moments, in my opinion, where he was the best defender on the team. Very true. There were also moments in time where Jake DeBrus was one of the best wingers that this team had, i.e. the Winter Classic. Right. Uh, harder to find big right-handed D than a winger. Fair. I, I don't disagree, but nothing's hard to find when you're looking for it. Fair. <laughs> Remember how many times we heard we don't have center depth, we don't have center depth, we don't have center depth? Well, then what do we do? We went out and we drafted a fuck ton of centers. Yeah, right. Markulov. Then we have Beecher, and then we have you know, Harrison, and then we have Poitra. Like, okay, now we have centers. Guess yeah. what? All it takes is going out and getting them. Yeah. One of them is going to hit. I mean, <laughs> I don't know which point. point was a good point, but <laughs> all of them. All of them. <laughs> That's why when I say a guy like Pasternak is the closest thing to untouchable as you can get, same thing as McAvoy. Would I consider moving them for the right deal? But that right deal, yikes. Like, no one's going to want to pay that deal. That's the thing. Uh, I'm so glad I'm not an NHL GM. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody wants to just rip on Sweeney for one bad year of drafting. Like, this is what he does every day. Uh, Jake DeBrusque drove that Marshan Bergeron DeBrusque line on most nights. Yes. I, I agree. I agree. And some of that was youth. He was the youngest of the three. But my, my point being, though, is if, if someone picked up the phone, called you, Dom with the facts, always with the facts. Always. If uh, if someone picked up the phone and they called you and they said, hey, we want to trade for David Posternock, okay? You're starting, and they say, what would it take for us to get Posternock, okay? Yeah. Now, if that team is a team like Chicago, you're sitting there going, we start with Connor Bedard. And they're going to sit there and go, oh, Never mind. Why? Because you don't want to give up Pasternak. Right. Would you rather have the unknown in Connor Bedard, 17-year-old prospect, or what you know is up to a 60-goal scorer in David Pasternak right now? Right now. Right now? Yes. Oh, man. Right now, I think you'd rather have Pasta. But if you're looking towards the future, you would much rather have Bedard. In three years, yes. But in three years, you might look at Bedard and go, well, Mel Yakupov was a first overall pick, too. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Kid's, 17. Kid's 17. You just don't know. And I get it. The projections are all there. And I'm not saying he's going to be a boss. Right. But if you have the pasta in your hand and you're asking about the future, you're not a rebuilding team. If you If you were – the Arizona Coyotes. Right. No, you're rebuilding. Yes. Keep going. Sorry. Then you sit there and go pasta for Bedard. Let's do it. 
That's yes. a risk we need to take. Yes. Let's get Bedard. Right. That's the difference. We're not, so, you're not picking up the phone and calling Chicago. Right. They're not calling you for Pasternak either. No. They're calling you for Jeremy Swayman. If they're calling you, they're calling you for, you know, Merkulov, Poitras. You know what I mean? Like, they're calling for your prospects, the few that you have. Yeah. Yeah. I would trade Pasta for a very select group of centers. Yes, and, and how many of them are older than Pasta in that group? Uh, if we did trade JD last season, would we have got the record? No. No, he was a huge part of it. Pasta stays put. Yep. You only trade Pasta and C-Mac for a true rebuild. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you, that, how long do you wait for him to be a superstar? But but the thing is, too, that I was going to mention is that the, the thing that seems to be lacking among some people is that even if Bergeron retires, this team's not rebuilding. They still have so many solid pieces around. You got McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo, maybe. Uh, pasta, JD, Zaka, you have these guys. You're not going to rebuild if Bergeron retires. You're not going to all of a sudden be a lottery team if Bergeron retires. You just have to find a way to fill those holes and everything else is set up. You have Swayman. Like you have the pieces. Even without Bertuzzi, you didn't mention Bertuzzi. Right, even without Bertuzzi, you still have those pieces to be a good team. And every year new pieces become available. So, let's see. Kevin says, I agree with Mike. We're going to be retooling for the next five years. No. Yes. It won't Not be a five-year retool. That's the thing. Right. I, a five-year retool is called a rebuild. Retooling is Krejci out, Zaka slides over. Yes. All right. Bergeron comes back on another one-year minimal, you know, incentive-laden deal. All right. You you flip the brusque for some cap space and uh you know a first round pick. You know what I mean? Like now you get the first round pick, and who knows? If you make a deal like that, you don't even have to make the pick. You can trade into the draft to trade back out of the draft. Like that's yeah. a possibility too. Uh we're not Chicago or Anaheim. No, thank God. Five years is what Ottawa did, and we're not what we're not Ottawa. Ottawa's also going through a sale. Right, right, yeah. Retooling is what St. Louis is doing this summer. It's what we're trying to do as well. Wait, sorry, I worded that wrong. I meant to say we're going to be just filling in slots. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. Well, Mike, we've been doing this for about two hours. You got any final thoughts here? Um, it's going to be a hell of an off season. I mean, it's already right away. Right, right. It's just like day one or two of the real off season. So, you know, I mean, anything can happen. I think, I think anything with this Bruins team, you could see a handful of guys get traded off for some other assets. Um, I think everything's up in the air right now, other than the untouchables being pasta McAvoy Lindholm. And uh, that's about it. Too many comments. Thanks, Mark. Mark. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Uh, but yeah, no, it's going to be a hell of an off season and it's going to be a hell of an off season for us here at BNG. So make sure you follow us all on Twitter, all the accounts, all of them. And um, 
we got some big news coming. Pay attention to the drops tomorrow. Yep. And uh, we'll see you all next week here on What's Brewing, Monday at 7. Have a great week. Peace out.